Hello and welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I am your host, Russ Chevalier. Hey listeners, another episode spurred by my friend David. He loves playing guitar and appreciates getting tone out of his amplifiers that deliver what he wants. He recently reached out to me seeking my advice and opinion on an acoustic amplifier. He presently owns a Fishman Loudbox Mini a very popular acoustic amplifier, and his predominant acoustic instrument is a Taylor Academy model nylon string guitar. His comments were twofold. He hates the sound of the Fishman amp and was absolutely not going to spend the money on my preferred acoustic amplifier, which is the AER Compact 60. Fortunately, the good folks down at Cosmo Music in Richmond Hill, Ontario, were willing to accommodate my evaluation process on David's behalf. So, I went down there and found a Taylor Academy guitar. I did choose a steel string version that had the same pickup system as David's nylon string. It's an undersaddle piezo pickup, and regular listeners and readers know that I really dislike piezo pickups in general, and particularly despise undersaddled versions. I find them spiky and strident with an ice pick in the ear overtone. It's a personal challenge for me when buying an acoustic guitar that has a factory pickup, because unless I am very careful, I get a piezo. Yuck. Now why a steel string instead of a nylon string? Because piezos generate their nastiest responses with steel string instruments as opposed to a nylon string. So, whatever would work for a steel string would work very, very well for a nylon string guitar. With the help of the guitar shop manager, Andrew, and acoustic instrument specialist, Mark, I gathered together some amplifiers to addition in the same place with the same guitar. I did my testing in one of their acoustic rooms, not one of those little tiny studio things, but a nice big room without a lot of glass and with predominantly wood flooring and walls. A very nice recording space, if you will. I didn't try out a Fishman product because I knew that they were already out of the running. I also knew what David might be willing to spend and not left out some of the more expensive brands like Mesa Boogie and Marshall. Plus, I'd already played through them elsewhere, and they didn't make my acceptable amplifier list anyway. I had owned a Fender Acoustic amp in the past, but Mark suggested that I be open-minded and try a Fender Acoustic Pro series. Andrew proposed trying out one of the new Boss Acoustic amplifiers, and suggested that Mark would probably recommend an acoustic amp that I had never tried, specifically amps from Laney. Andrew was right, and so I ended up trying three different Laney acoustic amplifiers. But I started with the Boss Acoustic Singer Live LT. It's a very nice compact amplifier with 60 watts of power, delivered through a 6.5-inch woofer, 
and a separate one inch dome tweeter. It's a two channel amp with one XLR input that can take one quarter or XLR in and a second channel that is one quarter inch in only. The design supports the name, a microphone into channel one and an acoustic guitar into channel two. Actually sounds like a great setup for a coffee shop style gig. Controls are laid out nicely on the front. Each channel has its own volume control and tone stack. The mic channel has an enhanced control. I didn't use it because I wasn't testing singing, much to the pleasure and joy of all around me. And of course it has reverb. The guitar channel has an acoustic resonance control, a function found on the Boss AD2 stomp box. I did try it, but I found it sort of like a brain-dead TC electronic body res. I didn't care for it, but I wasn't going to use it as part of my evaluation anyway. There is the expected phase reversal button, plus a multi-effect control, as well as reverb. There's a master volume and anti-feedback notch filter control. You can also plug in an auxiliary device to play backing tracks. The amp has a headphone output and an XLR DI out. There's also a USB type port for connecting to your computer. As this was the first amp I tested, I made the decision to go completely neutral on the tone stack on all amps. No boosts, no cuts. And the boss sounded as I expected. There was bass, but it wasn't particularly warm. And there was definitely that piezo brittleness and spike in the ear sound. I was able to bring it into tolerable range using the low slider bumped up one third and the high slider dropped one third on the guitar. The reverb is the usual digital reverb and honestly, I'm just not a fan. The effects reminded me greatly of the digital effects in my little Boss Katana amp. My daughter uses it for her bedroom practice. I'm gonna say these effects are fine on an electric guitar. Basic, of course, but underwhelming with an acoustic guitar which has a much greater frequency range. I then moved on to the Fender Acoustic Pro amp. The first one was a lot bigger and heavier and was the now discontinued Model 120V. It's pretty elegant looking. In fact, it looks like a piece of Scandinavian furniture. The controls are top mounted and it has two separate channels. It was, however, the most expensive option and only fit into the budget because this model was out at a clearance price. There is a less expensive Fender called the Acoustic 100. And honestly, I think it's a better choice if you choose to go with a Fender Acoustic amplifier. The Acoustic 100 is a 100 watt amplifier. It has a single eight inch whizzer cone speaker. There are two independent channels, both offering combination XLR and one quarter inch inputs. So more flexible if you're using a microphone for singing and perhaps miking your guitar instead of using a built-in pickup. It also offers a left and a right DI output so you can simulate a stereo field on your sends. There's no master volume and no anti-feedback notch filter. There are a number of individually selectable effects, but you get one at a time. And as the reverb is one of the effects in the list, you're not gonna be mixing reverb and something else, unlike in the boss. Again, same fundamental setup as for the boss, tone stack neutral, all effects off. I really love Fender tube amplifiers, and I think that their Tone Master digital series are incredible. 
while I didn't hate this amp because hate is a strong emotion, I really disliked it. It was not as bad as my old and long gone Acoustasonic amp, but there's no way I would recommend it to anyone. I moved the low slider up more than one half and the high slider down more than one half on the Taylor Academy just to get a passable tone. While I know it's not meant this way, whizzer is an appropriate word. Then I moved on to the Laney amps. I ended up grabbing the Laney A Solo. It is regularly priced about the same as the Boss and a bit more than the Fender Acoustic 100. I know Laney electric amps pretty well and even own their 5 watt head with the built-in two-notes torpedo that I use in the studio for recording. Laney amps are designed in the black country of the UK, think Birmingham, but these amps are, of course, assembled in Asia. For some, that's an issue, but I can't hear a difference depending on country of build, and Laney is certainly not the only company to design in one place and build in Asia. Laney has two series of acoustic amps, the A series and the LA series. The LA series have that road build look, while the A series are subtler and, frankly, less obtrusive and more like furniture. The A Solo is a 60 watt amplifier. Now, if you don't understand the relationship between wattage and volume, do look for some of my other podcasts and articles where I do explain how that relationship works. Very, very simply, 60 watts is not just over half as loud as 100 watts. This amplifier has a single 8-inch coaxial speaker. This confusing nomenclature means that the tweeter is built into the cone of the woofer. Dual axes. It's not two independent drivers, as in the Boss, but it does deliver the benefit of a dual driver-based cabinet. There are two independent channels, each with combination XLR one quarter inch inputs, and the Laney is capable of delivering 48 volt phantom power to allow the use of a condenser microphone. For me, as a recording engineer producer sort, this is a big deal. For others, it may not matter at all. The two channels are independent with each having reverb that sounds decent, and a push-button activated chorus function that is also decent if used with discretion. There is a master volume, an anti-feedback filter, and phase switch. On the back, there is a proper send and return effects loop, an auxiliary input, again, for playing backing tracks, a headphone output, and a DI out with a selection of speaker cabinet emulations, as well as the ability for the DI out to be pre- or post-effects stack. Again, from a recording and sound reinforcement perspective, this is very, very full-featured. Again, using the same neutral tone stack as I had everywhere else, this amp sounds fantastic. I did still have to drop the high slider one-third on the Academy guitar, but I didn't have to use any cue to bring up the low end. From that perspective, it's the best sounding out-of-the-box acoustic amplifier of the ones that I've tried. It's finished in a dark brown Tolex vinyl that I think will hold up very well if you're moving it around a lot. There was no ice pick or biting shrillness once the pickup EQ was reduced slightly as mentioned. Honestly, 
better than expected by a lot, considering the piezo-based source. I then tried the AFRESCO 2 model, which, for all intents and purposes, is an A-Solo with a built-in rechargeable battery that makes this amplifier ideal for busking. It's not what my friend Dave needed, so I moved on to the A-Duo. The A-Duo is just like an A-Solo, but has 120 watts output into two of the 8-inch coaxial speakers. It's physically taller, and Laney says that you can use it as a performance seat because the controls are on the side. Yeah, not my kind of thing, but you might like that. Fortunately, there are feet mounted on the opposite side of the controls, so you can set up the amplifier with the control panel facing up if you prefer. This amplifier can also be mounted on a speaker stand, a function that I like a great deal for coffeehouse and jam session work. Get the speaker up where people can hear it. In my opinion, the second complete speaker system adds width and scope to the sound field. And for the very nominal price difference at MAP, I would spend the extra hundred bucks or so to get the A-Duo over the A-Solo. Out of all the amp families tested, the Laney was far and away the best option in my opinion. The A-Series is not an AER in terms of sound quality, but I was surprised it came quite close at less than half the cost. As a multifunction practice, live play, and recording amplifier, it is the best overall option out of anything that I've tried under $1,000. I was very pleasantly surprised, and you be, will be as well, if you elect to get out to a Laney dealer and try one yourself. I'd love to get one on longer-term trial to see how it would sound with an acoustic guitar with a proper, meaning no piezo, pickup system. As always, thanks very much for listening. Please subscribe to the articles and the podcast so you get notified when a new one is posted. I'm Ross Chevalier, and until next time, peace. Uh-huh.